0: episode 38 we're coming for your bears
1: join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between the games we play with brian and chris and emily hello and welcome back to the games we play i'm your host brian and with me this week my co-host is emily And welcome to the show. The Games We Play podcast is a podcast about board games, minchers, tabletops, RPGs, but mostly about the games we play. This is episode 38. And this week we will be talking about what's been on our table, our love and hates, and our game review this week is imperial settlers so do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. thank you emily for the sound effects as usual that's why we pay you the big bucks <laughs> what can i say <laughs> all right so uh top of the top of the show let's talk about our game goals for the year so a we'll little check in with that so emily how's your game goals going for the year
0: yeah i've played 32 games so far this year nice 15 of which were unique
1: wow hey that's pretty good i
0: am blown it out of the water
1: yeah you got to stock up because you're going to be out for like a week in Florida yeah. here coming up soon.
0: Yeah. I need to front load on the year so that
1: yeah, at the end of the year, I'm idea. not
0: scrambling.
1: Yeah. Maybe when we're at Gen Con too, we could play a bunch of games or something. Too, yeah. As, I think well.
0: I think by then we'll probably have made our goals.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know a little about that. That's, mm. We'll see. For me, I'm up to 37 games for the year and 20 of them are unique. So I'm um doing pretty well. Definitely okay. ahead Let's of schedule. Let's brag a little bit. <laughs> Oh, brother. Oh, jeepers.
0: <laughs> I'm just joking.
1: I wasn't bragging yet. Um, uh-huh. No, but I am on uh, ahead of schedule, doing pretty well. I think these goals have been a lot easier than I thought they were going to be.
0: hmm That's what I have found as well. I'm doing a lot better than I ever really thought I was going to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's one of those things with your goals where you you start a goal, you do something new, it's a lot of fun, really exciting, and then it kind of trails off. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't hit that point yet, but we'll see. Do you see. really
0: think we're going to reach that point this year? I don't know.
1: Hard to say. Uh, if we keep playing newer or um, yeah, try different games, then maybe it might not feel that way. Right. It's just a lot of game learning sometimes can kind of take a toll. That yes. we were like, let's play a game. Oh, yeah. That'd really really want to play this game. Right. It's on the backlog, but we have to read the rules and try to remember how to play it and... Sometimes it can get old. I mean, you can only learn so many new games in a short amount of time. So we've been actually uh, throwing in some games that we played in the past. lineup. I I think that's helped to keep it a little fresh so we don't have to
0: learn the new games. It's kind of nice that we were saying today, actually, oh, well, we haven't played this game yet this year, so we can go ahead and play it, even though it's one that we've already played multiple times in the past. And so it's kind of nice it seems like the games are new again.
1: Yeah, in, but we in, don't in have to way. learn them. Sure, sure, yeah, definitely, it, yeah. It just it just wears on you learning new games so so often. But yeah. so far so good. It's been a lot of fun. Have we have played quite a few new games to us, and I think we've played some really good ones uh, from mm-hmm. those new ones. So it's definitely some games that uh, we'll definitely keep playing and keep pulling out for as the year goes on. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So we're doing pretty well. Uh, hopefully everybody else is doing well out there. It's still January. So we uh, yeah. still have plenty of time. Just keep going at it. Uh, if, if you're having any troubles, maybe getting motivation or even maybe finding play, people to play. Uh, check out last week when we talked with Joe. Talked a little bit about trying new games, finding new people. There's, there's maybe groups out there or people mm-hmm. out there that you can get involved with. Either on social media or forums or just at your local game store or i mean heck even at your local brewery so maybe hopefully that helps a little bit uh
0: you could also play games alone yeah single player i
1: mean some people like doing that i i don't particularly enjoy that but i enjoy it emily does enjoy it
0: you have options
1: (laughs) hey do you want to play yeah i want to play with my (laughs) son. (laughs) I
0: said to myself it says
1: (laughs) yeah he agrees he agrees he (laughs) wants to play tonight Uh, so just keep going Uh, hopefully everything's going well with you Again, we're always open to share your goals. If you have any game goals, uh, definitely share those with us. DM us. Yeah, let us know how you are doing. So one last of business here before we move on to the show. I just want to touch base to let you know about some changes happening with the podcast. We are going to be moving into a season two. Uh, When I started the podcast, I honestly, I just filled out the little box that said season when I was creating my and uploading my first episodes, not even thinking about it. I just put season Season one without even thinking and not even having any intentions to do seasons, but I just, I put it on there. It was a
0: happy accident.
1: It was a happy accident because I decided we're going to do a season two. Uh, The reason being is this kind of first season, this uh, is what I'm calling first season. It it was just a really a learning experience. It was a chance for us to uh, try this out, uh, get on a groove, figure out just even from a technology perspective, from a content perspective, and even just recording. It's not. It seems like it might be easy, but when you actually go sit down <laughs> and do it, it is not that easy. Even just talking and trying to keep ums and likes and and <laughs> anything like that out of it. Learning how to edit and there's so many editing softwares out there and so many ways to do it. And so I really feel like I've grown. We've grown mm-hmm. as a podcast. It's evolved differently in good and bad ways than from what was originally uh, planned out, but. That's how all these things go. But I definitely think from where we started 40 episodes ago, well, I guess 38 episodes ago, things are way different and and better in quality Mm -hmm. and ideas and content. And so the idea here is I kind of want a clean start, kind of a new age, if you will. Um, And so we're going to do that with season two. So what does that mean for you? Uh, The plan is, once we go to season two, I am going to archive off the old episodes. So what that means is you're not going to be able to listen to the old episodes. The reason being is I'm seeing a lot of new people trying the podcast. And for some reason, they're starting with the very oldest episodes, not the (laughs) newest ones. And our oldest ones, well, they were not great. You know, the old adage is, just do it you know whenever you're researching, hey, how do I start a podcast? YouTube you just start yeah there was like start just somewhere. just do it you just It's just like okay oh, okay, we'll do it and then later you you realize how bad <laughs> those first ones are you just do it and wing well, it and uh, so I'm, I'm trying to gate those off because I, I don't think that represents what this podcast is about anymore. I don't think it's the quality that we have on this podcast and so I'm just gonna go ahead and shut that down. Shut it down. Shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just start a new season. So with the new season, uh, season one will go away. If you already have it downloaded on your phone or whatever, you can still listen to it. However, if you go to if you're trying to stream it or you're adding or subscribing, it won't be there anymore. In the future, I'll play around with the idea that creating a vault. So if you're really a diehard and for some reason really want to listen to those, you will have an ability to do so. But that will be probably more in the in the future once we get a website up and going so uh, another change with season two is i 'm kind of revamping the review structure on how reviews go, try to make them a little more a uh, little more personable, a little more subjective, maybe not so like informative slash robotic. And uh make it a little more streamlined. Hopefully you find it a little more enjoyable. We're gonna revamp that and, and we're gonna take away the score because it's just so arbitrary. We've tried so many times to make that score makes mean something, but it it just in the end it just doesn't make sense.
0: It's so hard to compare a heavy game with a light game and use the same
1: oh, yeah. number like, system. I gave for a it. 10 for twice as clever, and then I gave I think Blood Rage like a seven or something. Yeah, that's, like that. that's they're just not even comparable. Ton. It's two different games, and so Uh, hopefully just listening to us, you kind of get a feeling of who you kind of relate to with your Mm -hmm. choice and style. And then hopefully that gives you a little more guidance on games to try or or things to do. So, uh that's that and then the last thing that's coming is we're going to be changing up the co-host a little bit and so i'm still going to be the the primary host on on the podcast and then every week we are going to be rotating between emily and chris and then we do have some scheduled special episodes like our top favorite games we're going to be doing the holiday game gift guide again this year we'll do the best of 2020 this year we'll do halloween games we'll have those kind of special episodes again it might look and feel a little differently, but it will have, uh, hopefully depending on schedules obviously what's going on, but it'll have Emily, Chris, and I, and then hopefully even maybe Corey. Uh, additionally, Corey is going to uh, talk to him. He's going to try to make it onto the podcast. Uh, we're shooting for maybe once a month, but that just really depends on his schedule. He, he coaches and has a lot of stuff with his kids, which is perfectly fine, but we're flexible enough that he could jump in on a third chair or or however it works out. And so you'll be seeing that from the time to time. And then there's some possible other personalities that we haven't been on the podcast that we're talking to that might be interested in in the podcast. Um, the idea is just to add a little diversity and different points of view and just, just to keep expanding and having uh, different points of view in, in on it. And also gives hopefully a little more flexibility for everybody on the podcast because we all have uh, full-time jobs and families and, <laughs> and activities and, and it makes it hard to do this week to week when you're just locked in. So hopefully it'll give us a level of, of flexibility in, just to ensure that we can get episodes out weekly. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's coming with Um, actually kind of right now the the tentative plan right now is season two would would be when episode 40 starts there's still some things with the review and getting structure and categories and getting things out on paper and structured and 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 whatnot before that happens but that is being that is happening in my my free time
0: congratulations guys you'll get to hear my voice more often
1: wow Wow! Totally somebody, joking. Somebody, yeah, sure. stuff. So. Oh my gosh! I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it should be fun. Hopefully, everybody enjoys it. Um, give us any feedback if if this is something you don't like or not like. Uh, just, please, yes, I, I let ask, us give, know. Yeah, give us a shot. If you
0: don't want to hear my <laughs> oh <boy>. voice, <laughs> um
1: Just give it a shot. If if you had any feedback with any changes or have any future ideas, definitely open for ideas and things that you might like to see on future episodes. It doesn't even necessarily have to be about. Uh, specific like certain games but even as uh, segments or ideas on things you want us, us to talk about or yeah. cover i uh, definitely open ideas so i think that's enough administrative stuff i just wanted to hit on that and let you know that's coming and that'll be coming here in the next few weeks all right now that i got that away, let's get on to some actually fun stuff and let's talk about some games that have been on our table this week mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Emily. What has been on your table this week?
0: Wingspan has been on my table this week.
1: There's a big surprise. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> not actually, solo though, right?
0: It's actually been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not know. solo. I think I played it the last time. Hmm. What did? Oh, I it was guess in
1: Michigan, right? No European expansion. Yeah, when
0: we got the expansion a couple in. months ago. mm Hmm. Yep. And for your you who don't know what Wingspan is, it is a would you say engine building game?
1: Yes, it's a card engine building game. Out. That's that's how I describe it. Yep.
0: With bird cards, and each bird plays a little bit differently, but it relates to how they are actually um, in the wild in real
1: life. So there's like different nests with different
0: abilities, like nests that they lay their eggs in, and they do lay eggs, and you can kind of tuck cards underneath other birds so they're technically eating them i believe like hawks eat other I, yeah, I, birds. Think, I
1: think that's the idea there yeah, yeah something I'm, like that i'm pretty sure there's some there's definitely some thematic um, elements to the game that come out as the mechanics right so like the owls mm-hmm. and predator cards they have abilities that it, they trigger when rats or rodents or other smaller birds come out where they they can get more yeah. victory points it, it's Fairly interesting. And you build actually. the
0: birds and the habitats that they would live in in the world.
1: Yep. There's the three different habitats that coincide with the three different actions, mm-hmm. such as laying eggs. Uh, yeah. Drawing cards and getting resources.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite games out of all the games. So it was really fun to get to play it again because it had been a while. So.
1: Yeah, it's always fun to kind of revisit. And uh, I beat you. Just oh. throwing that out there. First time I've won at Wingspan, actually. Whoa. Um, yeah, so somebody's
0: shooting his own horn.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's not bring up the fact it was technically like well, a, tie a tie with yeah. another person, uh, and and the tiebreaker we both tied on too. But hey, it's still a victory. I say, yeah. I, I, yeah,
0: he did beat me. They both beat me. So, but it was it was
1: two points. I think.
0: Yeah, it was a really it close was game. Super
1: close game. It was, it was crazy. crazy. Yeah, that one. That was probably one of my more enjoyable uh, plays of. Of wingspan, yeah, I would say it was fun. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of cards out. I felt like, mm-hmm. and there was I got a lot that synergized with each other because that's kind of hit or miss in that game. Where there's so many cards in that game that sometimes you just don't get the birds right. you need, or the or the different mechanisms from the birds that kind of synergize and. Mm -hmm. Um, that sometimes can happen which is probably one of my reasons maybe it's not one of my favorite games it's still a solid deck builder with a solid theme it's just the theme doesn't really it's
0: not a deck builder
1: oh i'm sorry did i say deck builder Mm -hmm. i i I guess i sorry i meant engine builder with solid theme and mechanics that go Mm -hmm. along with it just the theme doesn't necessarily interest me i'm not a big bird nature person but i know there's plenty of people that are out Mm -hmm. there and it is a beautiful game. The yeah. illustrations and everything, it's yeah. really cool.
0: And there's facts on each card <laughs> about each bird.
1: It's true. Yeah, it's true. Even the yeah. size of the, the bird that even comes in and play in one of it the. It does. Uh, there's some With cards. the that bonus that, cards. Yeah, there's bonus ones that give you extra victory points for the amount of birds over, let's say, 65 centimeters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there, yeah, you're right. It, there is. There's yeah. even bonus cards for if the a name of a body part or something is mm-hmm. in the bird or something. Or
0: if there is a name of a location or country. Yeah. Like North American, I don't know, swallow or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, it's it's interesting. But yeah, I'm glad that, that you got to play yeah. again. that again. It was fun? fun. Yeah. So that was uh, Wingspan, right?
0: Yes. What's been on your table?
1: Uh, this this last week we played Skull Hollow. So this is a two player game, and Emily got this actually for my birthday. I think. Oh, sorry, that is on my love. Uh, a little peek ahead about my my love. Uh, Betty one of one of the birthday surprises that Emily gave me is she got me Skull Hollow. So we played that the other night this week, and in this game, I. I I guess I would describe it as the board game version of, I don't know, maybe I'm a big nerd here, showing my age here, but way back in the days, ple- and yeah, this is like PlayStation 2, which still is actually, uh, I was a little older, but uh, there's this game called Shadow of Colossus. It's a, like a pretty iconic, it's it's almost like a, Cult classic. Uh, in this game, there's these big giant. There's this big giant, and you're this kid on a horseback, and you have to like defeat the giant by getting on him and and solving puzzles. Blah blah blah. It's basically that in a board game, but bubbly and cute and cartoony. And, and in this game, it's a two player, like I said before, but one person actually takes control of one of the giants. And there's various giants in in the game that comes with it. I think there's five, and all of them have different special powers, unique. Uh, unique gameplay mechanics, like really unique, like Mm -hmm. completely different from each other. And the other person takes on the fox and heroes, which are these little fox animals and they have little meeples and they're kind of adorable and they have different characters and uh, you have a different leader that can rotate depending on the game. So it keeps a little fresh. Both sides have something new to play and it's very asymmetrical. I mean, the fox and heroes, they feel like, hey, cool, I can shoot the guardian but have one life and the guardian's just like boom kill all these guys and (laughs) you you have to like make your way on the map and the leap literally leap onto the guardian Mm -hmm. which has this little extra side board so you have a main board that has the square grid with that you're moving your troops around and then literally a guardian shaped board that's i mean it's big yeah. Of the guardian. And once you leap on them, then you move your little character meeples on it and you get to climb around up on it and attack them and disable certain parts <laughs> of their body, which disables certain moves that the yes. guardian can't make. And it, it's very interesting. Um, I, I like the idea and the concept of it. We did play just once. Uh, we definitely need mm-hmm. to get this back to the table. Yes, we do. The one time we did play was the suggested setup. And it for just, the first time. Right, and it was just a little lopsided towards the fox and heroes. I I did yeah. a little reading up on the internet because it's a seven point nine on BGG, which is a pretty good ranking. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, f- and I've heard great things about it from
1: from Instagram like and and the
0: Dice Tower did a review on it.
1: I just that other people are saying it it was just a little skewed towards the fox and heroes with that first matchup, but I was one of the problems was I could just exploit and lock down one of her abilities with one of the characters. It, it kind of felt a little cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, because, I felt
0: very like... I. What well, could you do? Most turns, I felt like there was nothing I could do.
1: Yeah, because the only ability that you really need to do is to throw me off your body. And I locked that ability down so you couldn't throw me off. Well, you could heal, but you only had so many actions per turn. Right. And one of my characters I could... Um, I could bank some power on there, mm-hmm. which gives me more action. So basically, with that character, I just sat on the throw ability, <laughs> and uh, and basically just disabled it every turn. I had two guys on there, so even if you threw one of them off, the other person could just do it, and the other guy would leap back on on the next turn. Yeah. And with that ability, you could leap anywhere onto the monster, so I would just leap right back to the same spot. Yeah. It was, so it was kind of lame. It uh, was. <laughs> but hey, I won. You know. Uh, but reading the other monsters, that they don't have that weakness and they have different wind conditions with each guardian so even the wind condition with this guardian was a little lopsided because you can exploit it but overall i really like the theme i really like these unique mechanics it was a lot of fun it was cute it was bubbly it was really cool two-player game there's Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of those yeah heck even like board game insert and the components are great Mm -hmm. there was like separate tuck boxes for each of the guardian which had their actually really big size meeple mm-hmm. and had special cards and decks and you didn't even have to like break them open they were all in the box already you didn't, there was nothing mm-hmm. to unwrap or unshrink everything's stored perfectly back in the box and it plays in like 30 to 40 minutes yeah.
0: and it's a two-player game
1: and it's a two-player game so <laughs> which re- is a
0: huge selling point for us <laughs> it
1: really is so i'm really hoping that the other guardians are a lot better i just think that first one just doesn't play very well i'll yeah, we'll definitely I know, so have to try it again the other ones are pretty unique that I could see that it might feel like a lot because it does have some complicated mechanics with the other ones. Um, so I can see why the first one was the suggested but it just didn't play very well. So Here's me hoping that this is a good game. Uh, I, jury's not out on it yet but everybody's saying it's really good so I, I yeah. can't wait to try it out that a little more. So that uh, what was on our table. That was Skulk Hollow. That's S-K-U-L-K Hollow. Kind of a unique game but check it out. Just check out the pictures. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what was on our table this week. All right. The games we play reviews Imperial Settlers. Uh, I just,
0: I feel like the the cover of the box just lends itself to a
1: Like the fanfare. Yes. Like like, trumpets. There's like a dude on there with like a banner. And yeah. And and And
0: you're imperial. I
1: don't know. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So ask yourself you, you know, in history where the great powers competed against each other, not. By fighting, but competing for victory points. I mean, that we totally know <laughs> you that know how history. they do. <laughs> you know how it was back in uh, the days. Uh, that's what you're doing in this game. You take on one of the four major powers that have found the new land of the world, and you're competing for control somehow. Settling it. Kind of by getting victory points. I, I mean, there's very l- little interaction. So it's not like you're fighting or battling each there's other. Just a little bit just a little bit. So anyway, the four major powers in this are the Egyptians, the Barbarians, the Japanese, and the Romans. And the Romans. Thank you, Emily. In this game, you have one of the four factions that you play as. So this is a one to four player game. Again, one of those games that put one on the box. There is a solo mode on it. We haven't played it, but there's an extra deck that comes into it. Sounds like it plays a little different. Maybe not very good for certain factions like the Japanese that need a lot of interaction because half of the Japanese cards don't work in the single player. That's neither here or there. Just be aware of that. But in this, you take control of one of the factions and all the factions actually play and look rather unique, actually. Mm -hmm. And then there's a common deck that everybody has. So this is a card game where you are building out buildings out in front of you in your tableau. These buildings are giving you resources. They're allowing you to give and take actions on your turn. And they're also giving you side benefit bonuses as you're playing and the objective of this game is over five eight, i think they call it ages but really rounds you play through this and after five rounds whoever has the most victory points wins the game victory points are going to be accrued by these cards there's certain cards where you can take actions to you know turn this in to get this many victory points or there's ones that say when you build this you get these victory points as a one-time thing And then at the end of the game, you count up your cards, because they also have victory points printed on them, and that's who the victor goes to. So that kind of is the general idea of this game. So let's talk about uh, kind of our feelings and overview of this game. So Emily, we have played this Mm -hmm. a couple times, and we've played through all the base four factions in this game. So... Tell us when we get to play this game, like what you feel about this game, or how'd you feel as we started playing this? And uh, what are your feelings about it?
0: I was excited about this game when we first started playing. I kind of like that where you draw cards and then play them out in front of you. And that's kind of how you build your board in front of you.
1: Kind of your engine, if you will.
0: Yes. Yes. What's <laughs> this?
1: It's a technically like an engine building game, I would <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like collect. I like the mechanic of collecting resources and all of that kind of stuff, buying resources. And so I did. I liked the overview of it, or the anticipation of it. The art is a little bit bland. It when is when you first look at the cards, you're like, "Oh, this isn't what I was expecting."
1: Because the box looks really like bright and colorful, yeah. and and it has really cool. And then, yeah, the cards just kind of have like yeah. a beigey feel mm-hmm. to them.
0: I mean, the top half is. Some artwork that could be bigger,
1: but it's like, yeah, but like everything's like green because it's fields or something, and then there's a building, and, and it's then like, okay. the bottom
0: card's tan, <laughs>
1: yeah, <that's laughs> the bottom basically of the all the cards.
0: So, when you're talking about how the box is colorful, it is, and then also there's eight awards printed right on the box that this game has gotten. So, you look at the box and you think, oh my gosh, this is gonna be an amazing game because it's won eight awards. Then you also remember that it was made in 2014, was it?
1: Yeah, it's a little older game.
0: So games have come a long way in the last six years.
1: You know, I think it, I think it really has as well. Uh, I think things are a little different. I mean, this is I mean back then we we're getting into this weird landscape where Euro games, while some people love them, some people don't. It was starting to meld that Euro type gameplay with some more thematic. And actually has some character with the Euro Mm -hmm. part of the game. And I think that's, this was the the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of Euros from, oh, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, they're just bland as bland. Be, I mean, go take a look at any Stefan Feld game and you know exactly what I'm talking about. The Puerto Ricos, uh, the be- Castles of Burgundy, those are just really bland. But the gameplay's really solid. A lot of fun, mm-hmm. kind of mixing that Euro. And so with this, there's some worker placement resource mm-hmm. allocation, but you have a little engine building. Yeah. But there's a theme. There's some difference, some asymmetry with your different factions, and that mm-hmm. I think it was something new for the time, probably. Mm-hmm. And it was, I'm sure, a really good game. However, we've we've played similar games. Heck, they even have Empires of the North, which I think we talked mm-hmm. in a previous week. Right, did, where it's Imperial Settlers, Empires of the North, where the, he just revamped the whole thing, yeah. new gameplay, and took out some elements of this that I really don't like, which we'll talk in a little bit, and made it a really good game. So it's really hard to go back to play this one in lieu of playing the, some of those other games. Now, when we started playing, we <laughs> trying to learn this game was a little tough. It yeah. looks like it's easy. It's like, oh, there's only three phases, but then you start getting into the details. You're like, well, how does this work? How does this mm-hmm. work? Like, what are your feelings as we're starting to play through the game? What are your kind of thoughts to mm-hmm. to the game?
0: Yeah. I So I watched a video. Watch it played. And so I did not read the rule book, which you did, I know. I usually can kind of gather from a video how to play a game. I struggled a little bit more learning how to play this game on a video than other games that we've played. And I did find the cards a little bit confusing when we first started playing. I wasn't quite sure... All, how they all worked, their yeah, actions. There were, there were some
1: very confusing things with the cards. I think,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And then also, you have two different sides of your tableau where you play the generic shared cards, and then you also play the cards from your own faction. And so, I at first I was a little bit confused on how both both of those worked because you have to discard one of your buildings to build on your faction side. Yep. And that always kind of confused me at yeah,
1: first. Yeah, it is a little confusing. And, you know, I was reading through the rule book. It was a little confusing. It seemed like there sh- this should be pretty easy. But as we've read, it was talking through building a card, for example. And then it had all these bullet points of these exceptions and this or that or this or that. Or in this case or in that case, it was like, oh, my word. It's, it's, it's almost like the idea was really solid. And they threw in some new mechanics, especially with the faction cards to mm-hmm. make... Make it interesting and different Which it is Mm-hmm but it made it really complicated. It made it a little fiddly and it's very difficult to play, I think, the first t- couple times you play the game. And that was kind of my gameplay experience. The first two games we played with the new factions, I just kept having to look up the book for the example of the cards to get clarification, which, of course, they for some reason it was like the sixth page in the rule book instead of at the very end or the last page. So mm-hmm. you're like flipping through and trying to figure it out and then read the clarification. In some case, it, was, it gave a clarification but had nothing to do With what I was trying to get clarification, so I had the kind of the same experience with as you did, Emily. That it was just confusing like, how does this play? How does this play? How does this play? And so it's just it felt it just interrupted the flow of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. And in the game, it's supposed to be quick on your turn, you play an action, then you play an action. We just keep playing actions. Or taking an action until we you, until you pass, or mm-hmm. you, you know, basically you run out of resources, and so you're having to hold up everybody because you're having to flip through the yeah, pages. Excuse me, out, <laughs> what are we doing? What's this do? But once you get going, I, yes. I think once you understand the faction, it can be a really quick game. I think
0: mm-hmm. you yeah. just
1: playing an action, play an action, play an action, yes. go, 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 go. But yeah. it kind of felt like we were playing our own little game, but at mm-hmm. the same table,
0: right? There was not a whole lot. There's only one mechanic that interacts with the other player. Really?
1: Yeah, it's the raise. There's a there's one of the tokens you can get from I guess it's a good, not a resource, but one of the goods you can get and allows you to spin the sword to raise an opponent's card mm-hmm. and you can guard it and stuff that make it more expensive, but you can spend the required amount of swords to raise it, and there's resources you get by raising it, and then the other card is destroyed from mm-hmm. the other player. They have to flip the card, and it's gone out of the game, Yeah, which is a little Brutal. That that's the interaction in this game.
0: So the only interaction that you have with the other players is they take that mechanic it's just, that destroy has,
1: that card. Like, hey, that card's way yeah. too good. I'm gonna destroy it.
0: I'm gonna hurt you.
1: Yeah, so it, it's true. <laughs> now you can raise your own cards in your hand with which you can do it for one token yeah. and in some ways that's more efficient to get the mm-hmm. resources you need. But man, if some it's really tempting, you look over and somebody's really utilizing that card really, yeah. really well in their engine, you're like eh. even if I'm they have just a, gonna take care of that for you. even if they have a defense shield, it's like Alright, I have three swords, so I'll do it. Yeah. But that's the only player interaction. Mm-hmm. Even drawing the game, you like well, you draft, quote unquote, but
0: even there. There's, right. there's well, not so that interaction. You take turns drafting cards and so one player could get a better card in that round.
1: Just depending on what comes out of the yeah. common deck. There there were several times we played, and even after shuffling the cards a million, billion, jillion times, there's duplicates coming mm-hmm. out when we were playing yeah. out. And, and so I was like, all right, so whoever got the... First pick at the draft got the non-unique, or got the unique one out of that. Right, but that—that's all the player interaction in the mm-hmm. game. It is what it is. I'm not a huge fan of that kind of interaction. That take right. that, but me neither. Some people do. I know. Now, so as we started playing this game both times, even after playing this game, I still felt the first three ages I was doing something wrong.
0: Right. The first three was, ages,
1: I I did nothing. It felt it was like slow to start. It is extremely slow to start. Your faction, each faction gets different starting resources, cool, Mm -hmm. which usually plays into your faction cards. Right. Which plays upon it. So I was, for example, the Japanese. There are several Japanese building action cards where you turn in food to give you this and turn in food to do this. My starting resources had food in it. My (sighs) Japanese production cards produced a lot of food. You can see that synergy going. Mm -hmm. However, when I drew my first starting hand in the game, I didn't get any of my produce farms from my Japanese deck. The common deck didn't give any food production cards. So it was slow going. Now, if I had got them, I would have had a huge advantage over you. You had the same thing, though. Oh, yeah. You... You had certain resources. I really
0: needed wood and I did not get any wood. I didn't get any food until I don't even know, the third round.
1: And the food's really important for it multiple is. that food you can take especially early on. There's these make a deal. You can spend a food to take one of the cards and make a deal. On each of the bottom of the cards, there's a make a deal. Mm-hmm. I.e. you flip the card upside down, tuck it under your, your board, and now it gives you that resource. Every time, every round. Yeah, because there's the production round at the beginning. And that's really good early game. And even with the Japanese, they had special cards where I could take any of my make a deal ones and pull them out and build them for free, which is really good. There was. Also, ones where I got victory points every time I made a deal, which is really good. And I could even pick my opponents and make a deal with their cards. Mm-hmm. So good, but I couldn't get the food. And you couldn't even make a deal because there was no food to come out in the game. Right. It just made it slow. So you might think it's just the cards that come out, but even the first game, it just felt slow. It's very dependent on the cards that come out. Mm-hmm. There's a huge deck of common cards, and you may or may not get the production ones. In our case, we just got a bunch of action cards. A bunch of action cards. Yeah. Well, action cards are cool, but action cards cards require you to spend a resource yes. or a worker, which you only get a few at the beginning right. of the game. And,
0: a, and it's a specific type of resource. Yes,
1: it'll say spend a worker or spend a food a or stone, stone or, or wood. Or a, yeah. And you say, well, maybe you just play your faction cards. Well, the problem with the faction cards, to build all your faction cards, you have to not only play the resources, which are expensive. They're like mm-hmm. two or three resources. Yeah. But you have to discard a card that you already haven't played. That you already
0: built on the other side.
1: Yeah, it felt it felt in both games it, it, by turn Counterproductive. 3. Yeah, it, by turn 3 I only had three or four common cards. I'm not mm-hmm. going to throw those away. Right. It was just it was weird. It's just so weird.
0: I also didn't think that the fact your faction cards it wasn't worth it, the actions that you were getting or the production or whatever. It yeah, didn't of, feel worth yeah. it to discard another card.
1: Right. Some of them might. Some of yeah, them are good, some but are. Depending on what you had. But the factions are supposed to be synergized and strategic and unique. And so they're kind of built towards one resource or one kind of strategy or mechanic that's made up. But you have to have the resources to support right. it. And here's the other thing that really irks me about this game is you might go through, the, you go through the resource phase and get all the resources from your resource cards and from your faction mat. If you don't use those resources, you discard all of them. Yeah. Literally all of them. Your coins, your goods, everything gets discarded. Now, every faction does have a storage where you can carry over, but it's only one. And you're you're going to be mainly using them because they're a part of them. For example, mine was that I could carry over food, but I wasn't getting food. But the food I did get, I was carrying over. Yours was coins, but you were getting the you're getting two coins from your faction. Yeah. but there's not that many f- coin production cards in that common deck, right. and you didn't get them till late. Yeah. I just hate that. It's like, that sucks. And so when you build those production ones, you get a bonus resource of what it's producing for that turn, but then it you, you may not use it because you don't have the combination. It's just so slow going, and it just feels like you take one step forward and mm-hmm. then two steps back.
0: Yeah. I kept thinking that at the end of the game, my gold coins would be worth victory points, but they weren't.
1: <laughs> no, they're not. No, you're thinking of Empires of the North, right, yes. which do have gold coins yes. and they, they do yes. count as victory points. But those coins do count as any resource. right? Objectively better, but it's just this game, both times I play I just I'm playing it mm-hmm. this whole game and I'm like, I pass. I Am I doing something? This is way too slow. About round four and five, you get to do a lot, but it feels like it's too little too late. So in those games, it stops before the engine gets to... Yes. Gets to do a cycle. Maybe need one more round. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I felt through going the game. I don't know if, you, mm-hmm. you know, going through the game or how the times we played, how you felt. Is that kind of on point with what you were thinking?
0: I agree with what you were saying for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's slow to start. It's hard to get your engine going. And then once you do, the game's over.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's just go ahead and move on. We kind of already talked about it. Let's talk about the strengths of the game. The strengths, I would say, different flavors of engine building. Some unique cami- mechanics. I'll mm-hmm. admit that. Even though yeah. it's slow, definitely some unique mechanics with each faction that only that faction can do. That's nowhere in that common deck. It's nowhere right. in the other factions. Definitely some uniqueness. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Some of those mechanics are really fun when you get it going with the factions. It just mm-hmm. feels really good. Yeah. I love ninja building games. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is
0: brand new information.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I love it, and it adds some uniqueness to it. I, I really like that. And then, along with that, was the unique mechanics of the factions enough mm-hmm. to keep it fresh, or yes. enough that if you, you might enjoy one faction more than others, which is great, you can play as that faction then because you like that more.
0: Yeah. That was one of one of my strengths, is that each faction has their own deck that they can draw cards from, and they play a little bit differently than all the other factions. It's nice to have that special ability. And I also like that the turns are super quick on the game. I never felt like we were waiting for someone for the other person to play. I do think that there is replayability in this game with the different factions and that there were multiple cards like the stack of cards is really big and so you don't get through all the cards each game and so if you were to play multiple times you could see different cards every single time. Sure yeah. I also really liked the resource components that come with the game. I think they're really nice.
1: Yeah, nice little meeples for each of the different shapes of the food, the stone, the wood, all nice little wood. Mm -hmm. Um, Smaller pieces, but it was nice. Yeah. Um, You could have used tokens, but they didn't. It was was nice to have like all all this wood. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, so the weaknesses for this. I just think the, the rule book was not concise and Mm -hmm. clear enough. It's a double-edged sword. You add all the special mechanics and factions and they're different things, but on the other side you have some weird interactions that could happen or questions with the common cards. Mm -hmm. So it's a double-edged sword there, but it makes it a little more murky. It's harder to learn to get into it for your first time. And the rulebook's just not concise and clear enough as you play it. Another mm-hmm. weakness is just slow to get going. Yeah. It's just, it's way too slow. I've played really enough slow. of these engine building games that there's definitely a pace that you need to set. If if a couple turns in, you can't grab a new player. I think this mm-hmm. is what this game is supposed to be geared towards newer players. But if in those first turns, you can't grab that player, then make them feel it's fun or exciting you've got something wrong yeah. and that's what this game it's just yes. you're, you're oh this looks kind of cool like uh, this it's cool yeah. mechanics the theory of it and then you start playing it oh.
0: i desperately wanted this game to be one of those that i could recommend to new gamers as a gateway game if you like this game you're gonna love this game i really really wanted it to be that yeah but i feel like the rules the the instruction book is just too confusing. It's confusing at the beginning. It's, it's just slow too to slow to start. Too slow.
1: Yeah. Uh it just one note player interaction. So the only player interaction like we talked about is just the raising. And mm-hmm. it's too gotcha for just that interaction. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of it. And then once the engine gets going, <laughs> it ends it ends way too quickly. Yeah. Hate that. And that's the worst thing a turn off of an engine building game mm-hmm. is allow us to use the engine now that we built it. Mm -hmm. Last thing is the randomness. Does have a big deck of cards for common. Mm -hmm. Problem is then you can't or may not see all the cards you need to properly build that engine. Yeah, and so it's too random with the cards. There are duplicates of cards. There's duplicates of certain types of resources and actions. But unfortunately, you might not see them. And so I didn't like that. That's a that's a weakness for me.
0: Yeah. Well, it could be a good or bad thing.
1: Yeah, that's a double edged sword.
0: Yeah, I personally thought the cards were confusing. Yeah. I just really struggled with <laughs> what the specific actions meant, what side they go on, which obviously if you look at the back of your card it it'll tell you cuz it'll say which faction it is, if it's the generic or the or your faction. Even with there's three different areas you can play production Feature. Feature and action, which I always thought feature was really confusing. Why did they call it that?
1: Yeah. The feature cards are just supposed to be ongoing bonuses when they trigger during things. Like, hey, every time you okay. build a production one, this gives you an extra bonus, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I see.
0: I did obviously end up getting it, but it was a, it was confusing at first.
1: Yeah. Which lends it to the not recommending it for new yes. players. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, overall, let's talk about our conclusion. Uh, what was your conclusion for this, Emily?
0: I would say it was average, no significant appeal, take it or leave it. I would play it again, for sure, but there's definitely way, way more other games I'd rather play.
1: Yeah, I'm going to agree, but I'm going to go with below average. Slightly boring, that slow start. <laughs> Could be talked into maybe playing an occasion if somebody really was interested in player. we play a four player game, or maybe mm-hmm. through some expansions. Maybe it might have been a little higher if not for the fact that they made Empires of the North. Right. Which <laughs> is the it's a it's it's even called Imperial Settlers. Empires of the North. Yes. It's Imperial Settlers on mm-hmm. how it it's should be. It's the same
0: style, it, art style. Same
1: art style, same gameplay where you're building same buildings, resources. same resources. It's the exact same resources in the box. Yeah. Except you don't lose resources. Mm-hmm. Fast, fast start. Gives you way more options to build. You keep all your resources. There's new turn.
0: mechanics added.
1: There's new mechanics. There's no round counter. So it doesn't end after five uh, rounds. It ends yeah. when somebody hits a victory point number, which uh-huh. I love. When we played this Empires of the North, the second turn I was doing all these things. I had <laughs> all these cards out. There, There's this, there's a this ship tracker, and you can go and like sail the seas, and you can pillage. Mr. <laughs> I love
0: engine building.
1: <laughs> you can pillage and conquer islands. My, my point being, there's no reason to make Empires of the North if there wasn't something wrong right. or right. deficient well, of Imperial yeah. settlers. And you can see, there's similar art mechanics in Empires of the North, but they tweaked a few rules, mm-hmm. and those tweaking the rules made... The difference. Yeah, that's why I'm saying this is a below average game. Maybe five, six years ago, this was a right. really good game. Not today. There's better games, and literally in the same universe and the same. Literally game.
0: the same person
1: just remade the literally game. Literally the same game, <laughs> Empires of the yeah. North, which just came out and expansion is coming out, is, is the same game but a hundred percent better. Anyway, so overall, that's my conclusion. Below average. Emily that was average. Average. Not necessarily a game I would recommend for newer people. I think. It's just too confusing, too slow. Maybe a, for veterans out there, it might be interesting. Maybe, mm-hmm. but I think there's. I would like to play.
0: I would like to play a four-player game with someone with two people that already know how to play.
1: It's hard to do that I with might, new games, though. Like I would to love to play all my on that. games with experienced gamers. That I don't have to teach and. <laughs> if, we're,
0: if, if we're saying what we'd love, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a that's a tough order to fill <laughs> yes. there. I would like to say that about every game I would hate to ever teach a new game to anybody else. I'm kidding but not kidding alright so any other feelings or conclusion on this Emily? For- I think that's pretty much it Yeah. alright so uh, tell us what you think Imperial yeah. Sailors. hate have, it, love it, like it? have you it? played it? do you agree, disagree? any mm-hmm. big points that you disagree if you played it? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that alright let's move on to our love and hate for the week All right, this week's love and hate. Emily, what's your love this week?
0: My love this week is puzzles. I like to. Well, I I say I like to, but I I actually rarely do puzzles. But I just got one out this week, and it's been really fun. I find it relaxing.
1: It's one of those things you don't think about, mm-hmm. but then when you start doing, it, you're like, oh, this is good.
0: Yeah, and our six year old son likes to do them too.
1: So, he, so
0: he starts them with us and then we uh, just end up doing pretty much three-fourths of them. But he'll
1: come back and help yeah. and then go away and help. Mm-hmm. and
0: We kind of all three just work on it. we leave we leave it on our kitchen table. and
1: Thankfully so- we have the three of us so we can eat on one side of the kitchen table yeah. and have the puzzle on the other side. It just side. seems
0: like what you do in the winter.
1: And we don't have cats to contend with also I know. to knock all the pieces yeah, we off. we used to. Oh man, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah. I think I was like half asleep on the couch this morning and yes. was like the puzzle I was like, What is she doing? I, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to get back with a puzzle. <laughs> I mean a beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anybody know that reference hopefully yeah. you
0: do dms if you do
1: all right my love this week is birthday celebration i know Woohoo! this seems self-serving with my birthday next week january 30th um
0: <laughs> how old are you gonna be
1: <laughs> 30 no i'm just kidding uh-huh.
0: that's what they all say i'll be
1: 34 this year <laughs> anywho I, so I don't mean to make it like yeah it's my celebration for my birthday but emily she loves doing these kinds of things she loves getting gifts, I en- planning I things. I truly
0: enjoy getting gifts for other people. I think it's so fun.
1: So Emily, uh, well, let me step back and, and set the picture here. So I'm at work <laughs> and I'm in meetings all day. And I, like, literally all day. And I believe it was eleven o'clock. We're going on hour four of just back-to-back <laughs> meetings, and my phone starts like buzzing, buzz, buzz. I was like, what <laughs> is going on? I look at my watch, and it and it says calendar invite. I'm like, oh, okay. So what? What Emily and I like to do is. We share and in, in schedule events mm-hmm. on our Google calendar, and that's how I keep track of things.
0: We invite each other to the event so that we know what's going on and we get reminders. It
1: just makes it so much easier because I forget. I, 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 that's why I have a work calendar. It's nice to have this Google calendar so I can just look it up like, oh, yeah, tonight we have this doctor's appointment or we're doing this or mm-hmm. going that. Anywho. So nothing normal. I just thought she was updating for coming up with spring break or stuff like that. But then I look at the date and it's for like this week and next week. (laughs) I'm like, what in the world? So I pull up my phone in between. It said birthday celebration. She (laughs) she scheduled birthday surprises on the calendar. (laughs) Well, I
0: didn't want you to plan anything.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's a true story, though. So on my Google calendar... It's like birthday surprise, birthday surprise, and with like times and dates. And... Oh, brother!
0: I didn't want you to miss your own birthday. <laughs> no,
1: I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. it's funny. Um, no, I, I really do appreciate. it. It's just really funny if you think about it. Anywho, back to Colo. One of the birthday surprises, she she gave me a a bag, and it had Colo in it, and it had these. It had this local, I think Iowa brewery. Mm-hmm. It was a craft uh, beer. And on the can, it had these monster type mm-hmm. things, but it was cartoony. It was it's some just, sort of monster. It almost fit like this game completely. Mm-hmm. It was it was just funny. So anyway, uh, that was my love. It just it's a lot of fun. She makes things interesting and really enjoy it. And we've had now three or four. We've had four. We went to movies. I saw the last Star Wars movie. We watched some movies here at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Played a game.
1: played some games. We
0: went to the dealt hand today.
1: Went to the dealt hand today. Um, A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So there's more to come next week. There is. (laughs) Uh, Quite a few nights scheduled.
0: Only the beginning.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's not even my birthday yet. (laughs) Literally in the off in her sewing room. Uh it, here in our basement, we have the general like living area. We have <laughs> the board game shelves and the board game table and then the TV and couch and mm-hmm. stuff. And then there's two rooms. We have my office, which I have my computer. I do a lot of work from home and you do your workout and stuff in there. And then the other room is your sewing room mm-hmm. with crafts. And Denver has a table that he does some coloring and, and it's now dominated by a huge wall of dominoes right now. Mm-hmm against the wall there's like a million bags like just like taunting lined you lined up for all these birthday surprises uh it's just funny anyway well, but, well what that- can i say <laughs> so I,
0: i'm going back to our other episode where i said i don't know how to do anything small
1: <laughs> that's what she said. um anyway so that's my love for this week is birthday celebrations thank you emily You're welcome. All right. Hates. Um, (laughs) Hey. You know, I'm going to do mine first because I. Emily changed hers here and I saw it at the top. So. I have some feedback on hers, so I'll just go first. So my hate this week is, this sounds really dumb, the steps between ideas and execution. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm more of a thinker, big idea kind of guy. I Mm -hmm. have a lot of ideas, a lot of them dumb, some of them good. And I write these things down. I work through them. this, This is what I do in the shower. I'm taking a shower, but my whole time I'm thinking about all these things I could do with the podcast or work or this or that. It's just idea flow. Just streaming through the in head in the
0: white space,
1: yeah. Or when I'm driving and there's nothing on, or yeah. it's quiet. These are the things I think I'm on the elevator at work. Those kind of situations, and so I, I just have a lot of ideas and a lot of ideas. Again, all over the board. Some good, some crazy, some weird. But then when I have time and things I need to do, where I need to start putting them into motion, start putting them in a plan to execute. I hate that stage because it never Don't work. No, it's not the work. It's it's the this seems really cool in my head, but then you get it on paper, and it and this is kind of stupid <laughs> <laughs> or disappointing because yeah, because in my head or my thought process, this sounded really good or really good idea, but then you're trying to organize it so you could present it to somebody or tell them about it. Mm-hmm. It just. It's always disappointing for me. It never lives up to how it sounds. It's a letdown. Yeah. So that's why I said these steps. As we've been trying to transition to season two, new ideas, just playing around with things. It sounds good in my head, but then just in practice or trying to do it, it's hard. So anyway, that's my hate this week. Just been struggling with it. Mm. Just something I think I need to get through and nothing can be perfect.
0: Well, you wouldn't get anything done if you didn't actually try.
1: Right. So you got to try. Yeah, it's better than nothing, but it's just something I need to work through. It's just, it's hard to... It's hard to not. It's hard to keep going. Even if something doesn't feel just right, it still might need to evolve a little, but it's really hard to keep it going further when it doesn't sound as good as in your head. All right, Emily, you're a hate.
0: Okay. Well, this is something that has bothered me for a long time.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's hear okay. it.
0: A certain someone has to debrief the game for about 30 minutes after... I wouldn't say every game, but most games. No,
1: no come on.
0: <laughs> there is a lot of like, like after we get done playing a game, you do discuss it quite, quite a bit.
1: No, I don't. No, I. Yes, I, you do. I, this is an exaggeration.
0: It is she's, not an exaggeration. It
1: is a complete exaggeration. So she's referencing from our latest play of Risk Legacy with Andy and Emily. Yes. Let's just say. And I'll talk about it in next week's episode a little bit as I put my words around it. I remember why I don't play Risk anymore.
0: Well, okay. I After we got done playing, he did mention a lot of what I should have done differently when I was playing, which I totally agree with looking back on it. Yes, I agree with him. That's what I should have done. But once I realized it, it was too late. So
1: sure, I mean, I don't
0: discussing wa- it for twenty minutes. More, okay, it was
1: not twenty minutes. <laughs> we talked about other stuff. I'm gonna set the picture here. So if those have time, if those haven't played Risk Legacy, Risk Legacy plays some very similar to Risk, except for setups a little different. And setup. You don't get the cards and you just randomly have different places on the map. You actually get to start an unoccupied spot in the world that you pick, and all your troops at headquarters go there. And then you spread. Essentially, on turn one, if everybody's spread out to different continents, you're guaranteed a continent, which can give you a lot of troops. So, our our beloved Andy, who decided to take (laughs) a jerk move and block me from my major city I set up. Oh, maybe you're just a little bit hurt. No, I'm not. I'm. I am a little salty about it because he did it on purpose. He even acknowledged it as he's setting up the game. But hey, if that's how he wants to play it, the game is on. I already have. <laughs>
0: already have a, the I already
1: have a strategy in my head how I'm going to play it next time. To
0: Oh, I do too.
1: Anyway, neither here there. Picture this me, I have Africa. Emily has Australia. The other Emily has Europe. And our beloved friend, Andy, number one fan of the podcast. <laughs> and may not get any more shout-outs from here on out. (laughs) I was just going to say, might um,
0: be dethroned.
1: Has North America, who stole my major city, but that's neither here or there. And so I'm trying to expand out. I'm trying to go into South America, but the problem is Emily and Emily keep... (laughs) Coming in and trying to attack Africa and fighting over the Middle East, right, on border of Africa, and they just do one fight. They just go and go. I'm going to attack East Africa, and then I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Just one one fight. Like does you no good except for a card and takes troops away from me. And you don't control yours either. And the whole time Andy's building (laughs) up, he takes over North America, takes all South America to wipe my dudes out. Here I am in Africa with Andy amassing a force. So I have a force that's bunkered down. And I can't even keep Africa to get all my extra bonus resources because they just keep taking at pinging one of the things in Africa instead of all of Asia is open and nobody's taking Asia, which gives you seven bonus points, which connects in North America where Andy has one troop next to Asia that you guys could have just went <laughs> <laughs> taking North America. No, no. We're all going to fight in the Middle East and just keep fighting one of Africa's spot for who, who knows the hell why. Who knows? And then, <laughs> oops! Andy just put thirty people in in Western Europe. Oops! Andy just put fifty people in Africa. And oops! Andy wins. And the whole time, I'm saying like, Emily, Emily, stop fighting each other. You guys need to go. The attack- whole time. Oh, once Andy took over <laughs> South America, I'm like, you guys need to go fight Andy. And you're like, well, what are we going to do? I'm like, go up Asia. I don't care. And Emily's like, well, I can't compete with those 50 guys in Europe. I'm like, well, you need to because you need your European bonus. But you just fighting one of my Africa countries over and over in the Middle East is not going to do anything. Anyway. so See,
0: folks, this is what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to point this out yes. in the in middle of the game, like saying, you guys, right. we need a, all three of us have a truce. If yeah. any one of us want to win, I don't care. One of us okay. needs to do something. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But you guys all ignore me, and then he wins.
0: Okay. But next time, we'll be better.
1: Okay. Well, that was the conversation in the car. Right. I, so, I don't do this with games. I don't sit there, like, in Wingspan today. Oh, but you used to. Yeah, I've, I've gotten better with games.
0: Yeah, you have gotten I've better. I've gotten
1: way better games. I don't sit there and analyze the crap out of games anymore. It's like, okay, when we're playing Pandemic, we might talk about it, because like Pandemic Legacy because each play right. is it. we talk about oh right maybe we should do Medics that's the kind of talking about yeah. but I don't sit spend 30 minutes talking about right. games
0: well I might have an exaggerated <sighs> a little bit calm down
1: anyway thus why Deep thus why I never I stopped playing Risk Legacy or Risk back in the day and now I'm just opening Old Wounds and I have 13- 13 flashbacks I have 13 more games of Risk. We'll get
0: through it. It'll be okay.
1: I just have to say, Pandemic Legacy is way better.
0: Yes, it is. But it was the first one.
1: Yeah, no, Pandemic Legacy t- kind of takes the approach of we're gonna throw some new things, new, new gameplay mechanics, new stuff in the game. Yeah, there's gonna be some carryover and changes on the board with Scar, like stickers and panic level and whatnot and things happening. And Risk, it it didn't take that approach. Risk was, yeah, you can play a bunch of Risk games and each gameplay will just affect stuff on the board. We'll put stickers there for bunkers and, and scars and you get to name cities and continents which get you bonuses. And that was basically the game. Of adverse of legacy there's there's only a couple packs in 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 the box that we haven't gotten to, so no spoilers yet, but that's the thing. we've played two games and we're not even close to opening up any we've already played two games. And we're not even close to opening up any of those packs in the right. in the box I think that changes yeah. it in pandemic legacy halfway through the first game, something happens so
0: right. I also think that it might be the difference between guys and girls. I've had multiple ladies come up to me and say, after I get done playing a game with my husband or partner or whatever, we have to go into this 20-minute debrief session on I know, how I know. the game went. Okay, yeah, I
1: know. I've heard of other people doing it. I yeah. know of other people that do it. I understand, but... So,
0: I was just... I'm not that bad. Saying it for all the ladies out there.
1: I was just frustrated Do you about think this. it's a
0: guy-girl thing?
1: Probably. Yeah. Probably. I don't do it as much anymore. Yeah. It's like ha- whatever. It's a I, game.
0: I will say you've gotten a lot better.
1: But when I get emotionally invested in it like that... <laughs>
0: When you take it personally, I didn't take it
1: personally. It was just <laughs> frustrating. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe Emily is going to take over our number one fan spot.
1: <laughs> Maybe. She's Maybe. really
0: getting into games.
1: All I have to. Yeah, they are really. Emily is <laughs> Andy's We've wife. She
0: created a monster. Yeah, they,
1: they, she bought them like Terraforming Mars <laughs> and, and Pandemic Legacy One. They're going to go through that. And. It's funny. You were telling me that they were playing regular Pandemic in preparation for yes. Pandemic Lacy and Andy was doing the scheming, doing the planning. Exactly. Yes. And the whole time we we're talking, we we're like, it won't matter when they it start playing. Matter. And they did start it. They yeah. got, they got two, I think two months into it. Yeah. It's like all that planning and and session. It it's pulling away because how the, the <laughs> game just throws so many different things that are not even in the base game. You're like, all right, well, I just laughed when you told me that. that's that's you, Andy. I know you're listening. Appreciate yes. you listening. I yeah. love you, brother. Even we will
0: you're, you're still our number one fan. Even
1: though I'm gonna come at even you. Even though you beat us, I'm gonna come at you hard and fast in this next game. Risk. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm gonna come at you hard and fast, and it. I'm gonna take. I'm going to take that bear faction that you so <laughs> love, and I am going to destroy you with it. And those bears will <laughs> on the ashes oh of your gosh. characters. Too far. Okay, I took it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's enough. So, wh- what was your hit again? <laughs> Analyzing a game. The 30 I,
0: minute deep I, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this stemmed from well, the the conversation after Risk Legacy, but Emily and I were discussing it a few days ago, how Andy was after they played a game, I don't remember what game it was, but he went into a 20 minute session of what they could or could have yeah, that sounds right. not done. And yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah.
0: it made me think I it, I've had a lot of ladies say that to me.
1: No, I mean, even like Jeremy that we played with when we were playing yes. on, for like 20 minutes after we're talking, he's talking about Godshund Clever and <laughs> analyzing it too. And, uh, uh, it's fun.
0: My brain just doesn't work that way. After a game's over, I'm... I'm You're done with I'm it. I'm done with it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
0: And goes for, that goes for sport sporting events as well.
1: <laughs> well, that's a <an> whole <laughs> nother ball game. No pun yes. intended.
0: <laughs> after the game's over, I really don't care, but uh yeah that is not what i can say about you
1: so (laughs) all right anyway Anyway. that's that's our love and hate where we can just throw shots at each other oh
0: my gosh i'm
1: just just kidding okay well that concludes this episode thank you for listening we appreciate you joining us and listening We always appreciate your feedback. So any of the changes, hopefully you get a glimpse of what the reviews are going to be more like. It's more conversation, more talking about our our feelings and how the game played out, and then just giving some highlights of strengths and weaknesses, and then our conclusion, no more number rating. And that's kind of the format we're going to try with. That's obviously going to be refined a little bit more, but this was our first shot of it. Well asterisk there it was like our fourth shot of it we uh, don't need to say that okay i can cut that out. No, uh, <laughs> nobody needs to know <laughs> yeah nobody needs to know uh but no but seriously if, if there's any feedback or any questions anything feel free to feel free to email us yeah or dm us
0: dm dm us on the face in the gram
1: the face and the or the twitter <laughs> the, tweet us <laughs> tweet okay oh gosh <laughs> Um, yeah, feel free to send that. <laughs> if you don't want to run on air, that's perfectly fine. You can mark it as such, or if there's a question, we'll talk about it on air. You can find us at, at, at games we play Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yes. Our email address is games we play Pod at gmail.com. Feel free to rate us, rank us, and send questions there or on your local podcasting app thing yes listener. please
0: rate us it does make a difference
1: it really does in the algorithms and stuff yes. even if you're lying we appreciate the five star that's cool i'll take it uh, I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> and thank you for your time
1: yeah thank you for your time so we we do appreciate listening i i thank you for making this far. 38 episodes hopefully with season two coming out things get better we'll just keep going on and Mm -hmm. a lot of exciting things emily anything you want to add to anything you want to add to the podcast before we take off no i think that's oh you're going to gen con this
0: yeah big news although
1: we do (laughs) (laughs) we do need to get we do need to get the gen con badges because they open up this sunday well i mean Yesterday when this episode comes out, it'll be yesterday. Uh the Gin Con badges opened up. We need to do the registration. The prices went up, I saw. Anyway, it's neither here it or there. Happens. So we need to do that, although we've got to put it in our budget. Uh mm. this was a rough we forgot a lot of stuff in the budget. Yeah one Of those things, what are you gonna do anyway? Dorky stuff, all right. So, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next week with episode 39. Uh, Chris will be joining, uh, as the co host this w- next week. We will be talking about Century Spice Road, a huge favorite of mine. Oh, yeah, me.
0: I love that game, a, I love it.
1: I'm a huge fan of Century, I
0: am. If you have not played Century Spice Road, you are get a it. loser. Buy I mean, it.
1: yes, you, I mean, buy it. Buy that, it today. That's what I mean. Get
0: on Amazon right now and order it for yourself. Well,
1: don't get the Century Spice. No, before you buy it, listen to us next week because there are some oh. different versions we'll talk about yeah. a little bit. There's okay. definitely one version Pause that's better on than the, others.
0: The ordering of the game.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. There's a trilogy, there's stuff that goes into yes. it. Uh, anyway, it's a really good game. If you like Splendor, You'll love Century Spice Road because it's yes, way better. It is. Um, nothing wrong with Splendor, but hang in next week. That'll be...
0: Episode 39.
1: Episode 39. Uh, so check that out. Anyway, well, until next week, I am Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation. Feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pod And that's GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com. So anyway, the four major powers in this are the Egyptians, the barbarians, the Japanese, and the Egyptians. Did I say Egyptians? Yes, did I... you did. <laughs> the Egyptians. Egyptians. Let me try this again. The Egyptians. The Japanese. <laughs> the Egyptians. Oh, let me try this a third time. The Egyptians, the barbarians, the Japanese,
0: and the Romans.
1: And the Romans. Thank you, Emily. Because I I, every time I went into it, I'm like, I'm gonna get it. It's one of those.